are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. We are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Lily Zhao on the show today for Zhao You Doing. But first, let me thank you. For making Locked On Packers your first listen of the day. And let me thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's episode. The place for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's playoffs. There is this idea that the Packers missed their window. That this team is going to look totally different in 2022 and it's over and they should just trade Rodgers and move on. Now, the trade Rodgers part, let's have a separate conversation about that at a different time. That's not what we're doing. Let's assume, for sake of argument, Rodgers wants to come back. And let's assume that that affects the way that the Packers view Devontae Adams. We will talk nitty gritty salary cap stuff at some point, and I wrote about it on The Leap today if you want to dig into it a little bit more. They can deal with the salary cap and bring their core pieces back. Matt LaFleur said on Monday, they are not rebuilding. They have a plan, a plan to bring most of their core pieces back. Presumably that means Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, a Smith brother, uh, Devondre Campbell, And some of the other players, we'll see. Lucas Patrick, Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster, some of these other guys, we'll see what it means for them. I think decisions on Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, those are going to have to be made. If I had to put money on it, I would bet on Lazard being back and MVS not. Let's just assume they're able to get those players back. They and, And by the way, If they choose to, they can do it. More than that, though, I think Zadarius Smith is the most likely Smith brother to be gone. And if they move on from Zadarius Smith, you are clearing 15 plus million dollars off your cap, whether he's cut or traded. I don't think they're going to extend him. He all but said, I'm out. He said, you know, thanks, Green Bay. It felt like a goodbye on Instagram. We don't know for sure that's what it is, but it feels that way. Extend Preston Smith, extend Jair Alexander, uh, Randall Cobb, according to Ian Rappaport, probably not coming back. Ian Rappaport was very bullish on the Pat McAfee show about the, the Packers prospects. They felt like he felt like Dante Adams is going to be back, that they can that they can bring at least one of the Smith brothers back. I would think it's Preston. If you extend Preston, you save a nice chunk of money as well. They can they can get under the cap before they even deal with Rodgers and Rodgers could save them another 20 million and that just gets him back to the cap number he's playing on now i said we weren't going to get into cap numbers you have to sort of get into it but let's just say they're able to bring most of the key pieces back you got to figure out the receiver position robert tunyon what do you do with him well if he doesn't come back 
He wasn't there for most of the season anyway. So you're not worse if he doesn't come back. Zadarius Smith wasn't there for the entire season, basically. Rashawn Gary turned into a superstar. So if you can bring back Preston Smith, you're not worse. You're the same, if not better, because Rashawn Gary feels like someone on the precipice of becoming that Miles Garrett, TJ Watt level impact star edge rusher. You rework the David Bakhtiari deal. You rework the Kenny Clark deal. Well, David Bakhtiari, this is a weird situation with his knee, but you expect an entire offseason. He wasn't ready to go in the playoffs. Okay, we get it. But an entire offseason, you'd think even if he has to have another procedure and have that knee scoped, he can be back next year. You didn't have him all year and you were one of the three best offenses in football. Now at the end, it came back to bite you. You need those guys at the end. That's the vital part of this. I think it's gotten lost in the narratives here. Elton Jenkins, David Bakhtiari didn't play. That's your two best offensive linemen by far. You're all pro caliber offensive linemen. You thought you were getting David Bakhtiari back. My confidence in Green Bay winning this game was premised on the idea that David Bakhtiari was going to be back. At least in part. To not have him, that's huge, and it was borne out on the play. Now, they didn't have better receivers all year. MBS, in and out of the lineup. Now, I don't think he was really worth the five points that they averaged with him versus without him. I, you know, no receiver is really. Um, the Packers offense was just fine without Devontae Adams. That's not proof he's worthless and MVS is super valuable. But if they can only bring one of those guys back, that means that you have to backfill that hole. You've got to go draft somebody. They have to draft a receiver. If you move on from Randall Cobb, Amari Rogers showed nothing. You hope in year two he can take some sort of step forward to be useful for you. Maybe you can get something. You get, you know, EQ back on a, on a low money deal. You still need to go get somebody and that person has to be useful. But you hope Josiah DeGuara can take a step. Does Mercedes Lewis come back? If Aaron Rodgers does, you have to believe he feels healthy enough he can do it. He may not want to end his career on the fumble note that changed the whole game. You're going to get Jair Alexander back. You didn't have him for most of the season. And your passing defense was really good. Eric Stokes is a, a budding star in this league. So your, your secondary could actually be better. Devondre Campbell, if you're able to retain him, could be better in year two. I know that's hard to believe. He was an all-pro. Could be better. Now you, you might lose Dean Lowry. Tyler Lancaster, some of the depth pieces on the interior defensive line, but those guys aren't great players. TJ Slayton, you're, you're, you're going to need to take a little bit more of a step, allowing Kenny Clark to play off the nose a little bit more often. You probably need to find another rotational defensive lineman who, who you feel good about, maybe two, preferably someone who is not going to stand like a statue on the end of your, your field goal protection units. And... You feel like you're not losing anything there, but Dean Lowry's coming off his best sack season of his career. Now, he had a bounce back season relative to last year, but he was still not a great player. He's a rotational replacement level defensive lineman. You can find those guys. And the good news for Green Bay is they don't have high-end needs at other places. 
if it's the case that David Bakhtiari is going to be okay, and they seemed optimistic, hopeful, structurally the knee is sound, even if you have to move on from David Bakhtiari, Josh Nijman could be your future right tackle. Ellen Jenkins could be your future right tackle. You have two guards you feel good about. Josh Myers is your center of the future. You don't really have offensive line needs. You don't have cornerback needs. You can bring Preston Smith back. You don't have edge rusher needs. Those priority positions are not high-end needs for you. That leaves receiver, which I do think they're going to use another top 100 pick on. If not a first-round pick, could be in play. I think... If they take a tackle, that would make sense. Defensive line. And they they may they may see what Devondre Campbell did, what the 49ers were able to do with some versatile linebackers and say, hey, maybe it's time for us to get in the mix. Joe Barry, defensive coordinator. And you take a defensive player like Chanel from Wisconsin, the linebacker. He's a player, man. Just this is early draft takes. We're okay. You're, you're, you're getting some of these guys back who were gone all year. All year they were gone. And this is what we sort of, you go back to 2010, and I know the Packers didn't win the Super Bowl. They could have, but they didn't. And you went, well, they won the Super Bowl. And if you get all these guys back, they could go, you know, undefeated. Well, they went 15 to one the next year. Now they lost. That team had some flaws for sure. Defense was, was a mess. But this defense could be really good. That defense wasn't a mess because of a bunch of players that they lost. They lost Colin Jenkins. Nick Collins got hurt. They had some other safety issues. But this defense, the young pieces, the under contract pieces are all really good and could be better. The questions are on offense. The questions are really Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. If those guys are coming back, I mean, DraftKings came out with the, with the I saw the, the odds and I'm sure Bet Online is not far behind with getting their odds out. But the Packers are the co-favorites in the NFC to win the 2023 Super Bowl. 11 to 1. The, the Chiefs and the Bills have shorter odds, but in the NFC, it's the Packers and the Bucks. And that, assuming Tom Brady comes back, I'm sure assuming Aaron Rodgers comes back, but that's built into the odds that they think Brady and Rodgers are both coming back. And if that's the case, they're still the co-favorites. And it's because of these reasons, because they've got players coming back off injury, because they've got young players who could get better. If Eric Stokes take a leap in year two and you get Jair Alexander back and you bring Russell Douglas back, that secondary is stacked. It's stacked. It's crazy loaded. This offensive line, if you have David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins healthy and now Yash Nijman is a real player. And JRJ and Josh Myers and Royce Newman, you've got a versatile front. That's that's assuming you have to move on from Billy Turner to save money. You still have a really good team. That's the thing. That's the key that I think people are missing. Yes, some names that we recognize might have to be gone. Marquez Valdez-Scanling is the, is the big name, I think, most likely. Billy Turner. Dean Lowry. But if that's all you have to lose from this team, the internal development, I think it is fair to trust that you get that kind of stuff from those guys. And it puts you in in a position that if you do get some internal development and you do hit on a player or two in the draft and the Packers have never had a draft where they haven't hit on a player or two 
then you can be right back at the top of the mountain feeling like you're the favorite yet again. And I don't think this loss is proof that they'll never do it again. I, I my, my frustration after the game was this was the team to do it. Not that next year they can't. It's just like you have the team now. There's no guarantees you'll have it in the future. There is certainly a scenario here. And a good chance that we could see it. A very talented team that is just as good as it was last year. And last year is now officially the 2021 season. They can make this work. They can make this work. And it's not going to take that much craziness in the, in the financial side. And it's not going to take crazy in-house development. Eric Stokes doesn't have to turn into Darrell Revis. If Eric Stokes gets 20% better, this defense is so good. If TJ Slayton gets 20% better, this defense can be so good. If Darnell Savage plays more like he did in 2020 than 2021, this defense is so good. And offensively, if Aaron Rodgers is back and Devontae Adams is back and Alan Lazard is back and Josiah DeGuara gets 20% better, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones can stay the same. But Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, they could get better. John Runyon Jr. could get better. Josh Myers in year two. Royce Newman in year two. Yash Nijman, full-time starter potentially. They could get better. I, th- I think the doom and gloom, and I was feeling it too. I think you can logic your way into, I don't think you need to any magical thinking. I think you can logic your way into a very real and a very a very possible scenario where this team is just as good, if not better, in 2022. Now, that, that, that presupposes a lot about guys coming back and contracts and health. So it's, it is far from a lock. Far from a lock. But I, I think this idea that th- this team is somehow it should, should go rebuild. Why? The NFC North is still a complete mess. You're going to be the favorites next year easily. You're going to win 11 or 12 games, assuming reasonable health. You're going to have a good chance to be one of the top two or three seeds. Why is Dallas going to be so much better? 49ers, who's playing quarterback? What do they do? The Rams, they're all in on this year. They might win it, okay, but that doesn't affect next year. They've got a lot of bills coming due. And they don't have a lot of money. They don't have a lot of picks to try and and try and buttress this team. You know, the, the motto for the Bengals this year was why not us? I mean, the Packers have to feel like, look, if we run this back, we should be the favorites again next year. And guess what? You know who agrees? The odds makers. The odds makers. And that's a pretty big deal. Speaking of odds makers, I like Rams Chiefs. And this can be a great game. We're going to get that Monday night from a couple years ago feel. It's going to be really fun. There's a lot of things that that you can gamble on. But to make sure that you have all of the knowledge that you need to make the most informed picks that you can, go to onlinegambling.com. If you don't already know, onlinegambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help you and make your bets as informed as ever. Experts at OnlineGambling.com asked to show their prediction skills. And uh, look, I, I screwed this up. I didn't have great predicting skills. They're a lot better than I am. Don't You don't have to trust me on picks. I, I, 
Look, my gambling record speaks for itself, but I didn't have online gambling before. I didn't have onlinegambling.com. I wish I wish I had. I'd probably have a little bit more money in my pocket than I do right now. If you're planning on placing a bet during the playoffs, make sure you head to onlinegambling.com before you do. Onlinegambling.com gives bettors the edge. We had a little bit of a therapy session after the game, and now it is time to move forward. It is time to have some fun. It is time for Zhao Duin, our friend from Fox 6 in Milwaukee. Lily Zhao is back. Uh, and unfortunately I thought we were going to have like four or five more of these that we were going to get to do. Um, we still can, but we're not going to get to talk about games that the Packers are playing except for this one. Lily, how are you doing? Peter, it is great to chat with you. Um, I think I can still say that I'm still in a state of shock from a couple days ago. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people are like you. I thought we would be chatting until mid-February, but sadly it's not the case. So uh, doing better, but uh, sad that the run is over. So is how you doing? I am. I'm doing okay. I have already started to like try and get my brain into off season mode and it's been difficult. I have to be honest. It's been really hard to try and switch gears because like you said, and like I said, I thought we were going to be doing this for, for many more weeks, at least one more. Like I wasn't sure how the, like Tampa or the Rams was going to, but I thought for sure they were going to beat the 49ers. How, how confident were you that that was going to happen? I was confident, you know, I feel like every game nowadays in playoff mode with your, if you're like, you know, covering the Packers or a Packers fan, there's some sort of trepidation. People I was talking to at Lambeau, they were like, I don't know, but I, I went into it feeling confident. And then after I talked to a couple of people who were working there, I'm like, Oh, I don't know. And then, you know, it started out so well. So I'm like, you know what? They'll be fine. And you know, we all know what happened, but they should have won. I mean, they should have won hands down, but Hindsight's 2020, right? Just like gut reaction. If I say, okay, the reason they lost was special teams. Okay. Is it, is it any deeper than that for you? Yes. Um, there are still three, (laughs) (laughs) a little, uh, still three phases of football and the defense did their part. You know, the the most they could have done or the more they could have done more by just scoring. But outside of that, you know, the defense did their part. The offense did not do anything after that opening drive and that fumble. Special teams are special teams. So offense, special teams, not a good day equals a loss. What's funny is, you know, I, I was I was asking sort of facetiously about the second part, but the offense did enough. If we just go offense versus defense. The Packers offense scored more than the 49ers offense. Theoretically, that's the point of the game. But there is that pesky third phase when Matt LaFleur on Monday said, I haven't made any decisions on coaching. How surprised were you by that? Surprised, but I do think that's just how Matt LaFleur does his thing. I don't think he's going to be saying, you know, the day after they lose or having his end of of the year presser, like, oh, we're going to be firing X, Y, and Z. You know, I just don't think that's the kind of coach he is. But Again, it's he chose to stick with, you know, Coach Mo is a phenomenal person. There's nothing bad you can say about Coach Mo. His players have stuck up for him as well. It just is, you know, just really unfortunate that that unit could not turn things around during the season. And then when you look at how the Niners won the game, they won purely off special teams. They scored 13 points off special teams. Yeah. Packers couldn't do anything. It's, you know, you don't get two blocked field goals, you'll, you'll be fine. But, 
you know, again, it's, it's just, it's kind of disappointing that we kind of all knew that this was going to happen. Like special teams could come back and bite them in the butt. And it unfortunately did. See, I am of two minds about this because on the one hand, it is the case. The Packers offense scored more than the 49ers offense. It is also the case that you cannot expect to win any game with 10 points, much less a playoff game. Even if you're, if you think, okay, the defense is going to play great. You have to score more than 10 points. And now you could, you could argue, okay, it should have been 13, right? Because of the, the Crosby blocked kick. But even that you're in overtime with 13 in this game, and you're still not going to win most games at 13. So I, I I'm looking at this going, okay, it's definitely not the defense's fault for the first time in ever, maybe for a Packers playoff game, but we have to, we have to look at the offense here, right? I mean, Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, the offensive line. I mean, they, they bear a significant amount of this burden too, don't they? Well, yeah, they do. Because again, they're, you're, you're looking at an offense that was so prolific the, the season before they have a hall of fame quarterback. They have a future hall of fame wide receiver. They had an offensive line that yes, David Bakhtiari was not playing, but he also did not play in week three. He also did not play all season long. And those guys still held up really well. So you know, what was the difference? I mean, it, it looks completely different than how they attacked uh, this team back in week three. It just was a complete, you know, unraveling after that fumble. Because I think we can all say if Big Dog doesn't fumble, they potentially would have been up 14 nothing, And this game might have been kind of out of hand after that because of how they were rolling. Granted, even, even with the special teams disasters, it might have been over. Right. And, and you know, granted, they didn't have NBA. Granted, AJ Dillon cracked one of his ribs. That probably played a part as well, but you know it's just unfortunate that they couldn't do anything after the fumble. Yeah, the the fumble was a, a huge thing, and and I think they they played out of character. And and I'm going to throw this at you, and and you are going to be diplomatic because that is how you handle these situations. I am less diplomatic on these things. <laughs> after the fumble, the, Matt Lafleur called a tight game. I thought I thought he was conservative. I thought he played not to lose. I thought they they were they were afraid of making that big mistake. And then of course it happened on special teams anyway. I thought Aaron Rodgers played tight after that. He played really, really in rhythm, really good early. And he played tight after that. He was like, well, I guess I'm only throwing to Devontae Adams from now on. I don't know how you I mean, if you're they're just gonna run this back, I don't know how you fix that. How do you how do you trust that that's going to change next year? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's going to have to because Matt LaFleur said multiple times they want to get over the hump that's making a Super Bowl. But again, the last couple of times, it just hasn't happened. You know, I think it comes down to they were very conservative in their play calling. And unfortunately, that cost them the game. There really were no deep shots. Granted, you don't have MVS. And granted, Devontae probably was double teamed most of the time. Mm -hmm. But there really was no creativity. Like, where's the RPO? Where are those you know, jet sweeps? There was nothing really kind of going for this team. It was just run up the middle or just run, run pass incomplete punt. And, you know, that's, you would assume in a game like this, right? You're like the lions, your backs are against the wall, dial up a trick play. What's, right. what's the worst that can happen, right? There was nothing really creative after that. And it just was kind of the same old, same old for how many drives. And then you let the Niners back in and they eventually figure it out. Especially because it was just a one score game. It felt like if you dial up the right special, the right trick play and you score, it's over. And, and I still think even if they don't, I said this to Amon Green yesterday, if that punt isn't returned for a touchdown, if that punt is returned to the 10, 
I think the Packers might win because I think they they could have kept them out of the end zone there. That's how good the defense was playing for for them to have not even been able to get to 17 points on this defense. You know, the Cowboys, they have 14 pre-snap penalties or whatever it was. And they were able to get to 16 at least with a chance to, to go down at the end and win it. The Packers had had nothing. They had no answers. That that that's troubling. I, I, I want to I want to go the other way because it's something we talked about at the start of the show. There are going to be a lot of questions about what this this team looks like in the future, right? Because they have a lot of decisions to make. Matt Lafleur says they have a plan. When you look at the guys, they could potentially lose. Maybe the players that they recently brought in. Who do you think is most vital? to this team staying at least where they were from last year in terms of the players that they're going to have to pay to keep? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, the guys, you know, there are reports today saying, you know, Devontae's not going anywhere. He would be a vital guy to keep. But yeah. the question is, who is, <laughs> who is throwing to him? Is it Jordan Love? Is it somebody else? Is it Aaron Rodgers? We don't know. But, you know, if you if you keep a guy like Devontae, you would assume that production is still there, but then you don't know who's throwing him the football. Yeah. Um, Devontae Adams, obviously a very easy answer. Um, oh, there's the dollar, the obviously. Hmm. Uh, Mark it down. <laughs> I would say defensively, uh, I, I just think the – a victim of of some cuts might be Billy Turner. It might be Adrian Amos, which is unfortunate to say because those guys came in with the Smith brothers and they've been so good. I do think that Preston. What about Devontae Campbell? That's the that's the tough part. It's it's we know Rasul Douglas, we know Devondre Campbell want to stay, but they're going to need more money. They've earned more money. We've heard Rasul say he wants to stay. I think he could potentially be a priority, but then you have Jair, you have those guys, those young guys as well. I want them to keep Devondre, but I, can they afford to, you know, I, I think it's just, it's a matter of, can they afford to, but I do believe that having Devondre back, having Rasul back, having a Preston Smith back, that could build a good core around these young guys like a Rashawn Gary from then on. I, I want to ask you about something that Tom Silverstein wrote for the, for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, not the Aaron Rodgers part of it, although he, uh, he had that ready to go too. I mean, as soon as they lost, Tom had the, it's time to trade Aaron Rodgers column going. Let's put that aside for a second, because I do want to ask you about that. The idea that they could build what is a primarily defensive team and essentially turn Aaron Rodgers into a high-end Trent Dilfer. <laughs> Investing resources in the defense versus, let's say, the offense, because we ha- there are finite resources. You, can, you really can only do one or the other in any sort of intentional way. You sort of have to be lucky to be able to have a balanced team in some ways. What do you think of just that idea? Okay, this team, we saw what the high-end defense looks like. The 49ers, they've got Jimmy Garoppolo. And they're they're in the NFC Championship game because that defense, they're just all MFers. So what just what do you think of that premise of like, hey, invest in the defense. Rodgers can figure out the rest if they're going to keep Rodgers. I, I think that's a good place to start. Um because traditionally, when you think about Packers teams, you think offense, you think they need all these really, really good skilled guys. They need good receivers, but now the narrative is shifted defensively. So I, I think that could be a good start. If they keep Rodgers, I mean, they're always going to be in it, but say you have Jordan Love at quarterback. So you have another veteran quarterback in at quarterback. If you have a good defense, it always gives this offense a shot because again, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, those guys can run the football really well. If you have a good running game, you have a 
and you have a quarterback that's kind of up and coming and you have a stingy defense, you can still win games that way. Yeah, it might not be the most exciting win, but you can still win games that way. So maybe that's the way that they want to build if Rodgers isn't there. But if Rodgers is there, it still doesn't hurt. However, we've seen that this year. They had a good defense. They had a good offense, but they still lost. So there's got to be some sort of movement next year, I think, if this team wants to get over the hump. Let me let me lay this scenario out for you and 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 you tell me what you think because I think this is this is what Tom Silverstein is arguing essentially. If you invest in the defense and we know that this defense based on what we saw at times in the remember the middle of the season they shut out they shut down Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes in that streak they play awesome football at the end. So okay, you keep Devondre Campbell, you keep Russell Douglas and you trade Aaron Rodgers for picks. And maybe a player or two. And the reason you do that in this scenario is because the offense that Matt LaFleur runs is being run around the league by subpar quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield, they went to the playoffs. Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl in L.A. Um, Kirk Cousins, I know that they haven't done a lot, but this offense has propped up less than outstanding quarterbacks. If you invest in the defense, Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously, they could be going to two Super Bowls in three years. If you invest in the defense and then get whatever return you're getting from Rodgers, that Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and this defense in this offensive scheme with Matt LaFleur, who you are bringing in two years ago, three years ago now, to be the guy that can not only work with Aaron Rodgers, but work with the next guy. That should be enough, that that is a viable path forward. What do you think of that? I think that's a good path forward. You know, if Rogers decides that he wants to move on, if they do trade him, you know, he's not going to retire. If the, if the route is he's gone, this is his last game as a Packer, or that was his last game as a Packer. This is a pretty feasible route to go because there has been success and this team already has enough talent offensively, you know, even without Aaron to win ball games and they'll have Devante hopefully you know, having him in this offense with whatever quarterback always gives you a fighting chance. There's up and coming guys on the offensive line. You know, you should have hopefully Tanyan back um, in the season. Your running game is good. So they have really good foundational building blocks offensively. If they invest in that defense to help whoever is that quarterback win these games, that's been a formula that, you know, hasn't really been the way the Green Bay Packer way per se, because, you know, everyone's used to seeing 30 plus point ball games, but maybe that's how the narrative shifts around what this team looks like moving forward. It it may it may change the way that the Packers view this too, because I, I think there's a non-zero chance that Aaron says, I want to come back, and the Packers are like, Okay. I mean, I well, I, I think there's certainly a good chance that if he says I want to come back and they're like, Yeah, cool, let's do it. But there could be a scenario where he's like, I want to come back, but I don't want to, I don't want to do anything with my contract. And they're like, okay, you enjoy Denver. Like, I think that that could be on the table too. There's a lot, there's a lot to figure out here. Um, and uh, we will, we will try and figure it out all of us together. Lily, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Peter. All right. I want to thank Lily for joining the show. She is a delight. She uh, conversations get a little easier when she's hanging around because we get to have fun and it's just it's just nice to not not get dragged down into the negativity um and uh, she helps us do that this episode uh, of lockdown packers is brought to you by get upside my listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up 
Just download the free GetUpside app on the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the Packers promo code TOUCHDOWN and you get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. Cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get that 25 cent per gallon or more on your first tank. Take the money out. Put it in your PayPal, e-gift card, Amazon, other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year, which means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. I do. I have Built Bites before I work out. Just a little, it's a little bite. It's a little something to have in my stomach that fuels me, that tastes good, but is also good for me. That's the key with Built Bar is you're getting something that's fueling your body in a really healthy way, low in net carbs, low in sugar, low in cows, but high in protein and high in fiber. You can feel good about eating something that tastes delicious. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and feels good for you because it is. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie. Find a new favorite for you. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. Uh, no crossover. We are working on a couple different things for the rest of the week. And I think, um, you know, we, we've got a lot to try and get to uh, over the next few weeks. I think we're going to get Aaron Rodgers' decision over the next few weeks. So plenty to talk about, plenty to get to. Yes, we will do an emergency pod, a live stream if and when Aaron Rodgers makes a decision, which he said he will make on the Pat McAfee show in person in Indianapolis. So we will see what happens there. Um, I, I have heard some conspiracy theories that that is going to be Super Bowl uh, morning, which would gah, just chef's kiss. That would be wonderful. That would be terrific. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. <laughs>